25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. Good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing. I'm here with my buddy, longtime caddy, on and off friend, Joan Pearls. <laughs> good, good, good morning, morning, on and off friend. What's Glad to be here. Uh, ready to go. Lots to talk about. Man, oh man, FedEx Cup finals coming up, or here. Yep. We're just waiting for the final final. Yeah, that's right. So, um, got a great show. This show is basically, I like to call this, refer to the show as Caddy Tales. We have got an interview from our dear friend Al Milan, who's been a lifelong caddy. It's just some great stories. So we're going to get to Al. Wait a second. We got Whack and Chase now, and we're starting Caddy Tales. I, caddy Tales could lead somewhere, you I, know. I know. I know. I know. So, um, uh, yeah, lots, lots of good stuff. Oh, we got to say this. Um, the On the Range segment is sponsored by Golf Discount. Golf Discount is a great spot, and thank you for sponsoring my show. And we have to look and announce our social media outlets, Pearly. This is serious. This is always important for you to it's do. Really so important. Everybody so be my quiet. my uh, my Twitter handle is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing. And what everybody's waiting for? Instagram. Instagram. No. Okay. We don't care at all. So. The rest uh, of the world cares. It's like the hottest right. thing, and we don't care I don't know. at all, and I, I don't, don't know. even know what it we is. Don't even, I, I don't use our phone, and yeah, and oh, thank boy. God our car drives us here, else we probably <laughs> couldn't get here either. All right, let's go down, uh, do our, our weekly show with our, our weekly stop with Justin Hoagland. He is um, a fellow golf uh, PGA professional, uh, city sales manager for the three golf, techs lo- golf tech locations, and the August sales this is the time to go to Golf Tech. You'll never find better prices, more quality. Get on down to Golf Tech and visit Justin. Hey, thanks for having me again, Jay. Hey, we're really excited to be offering this month a significant discount on our lesson programs at Golf Tech, like I said last week. Listeners can save up to 20% off of all of our lesson programs this month. Absolutely the best time to get in on the best pricing of the year and get the best instruction available in the industry. Our PGA instructors uh, will customize a specific improvement game plan over a three-, six-, or 12-month period, which includes weekly lessons, in-bay practice, using our video playback of their swing. And even we even post your lessons uh, to a Golf Tech member's performance webpage for, for their further review and, and retention. You won't find all of these features um, together anywhere else as part of the golf learning environment out there. So uh, we're unique in that. And over the past several months, I've talked about how we help improve golfers of all skill levels. And it's truly a passion of ours at Golf Tech. Our coaches are equipped uh, to help their games, and we're motivators, we're coaches, we're instructors, and we really customize a program for anyone anyone who uh, wants to get serious about their game. So just with a few weeks left um, of the month, we're offering these special discounts. Give us a call at 314-721-4653. That's 314-721-GOLF. We're located in Chesterfield, Clayton, and DePere. Ten coaches ready to assist. So uh, now's the best time to call. Again, our August sale going on up to 20% off. Give us a call. Appreciate it, Jay. Thanks for having me. Always great stuff, Justin. Thanks so much uh, for your insight each week. John, how long have we talked about wanting to do a segment called Caddy Tales? And um, I'm not exaggerating. I'm pretty sure it's pushing 20 years. 20 right. years. And, and, and folks, we didn't have a, we didn't even think about having a show until like a year and a half ago. So yeah, once upon a time, I was thinking of just like writing a little newsletter type of a thing before like blogs came out. Yeah, but yeah. I was going to be like the first blogger. It's yeah. going to be Caddy Tales and just have caddies from the PGA Tour right. tell stories. Again, right. the key there too is we're not trying to rake anybody over the coals, that kind of stuff. Just hear funny things. Unless we, we, we want to. Yeah. Well, if, if it's that kind of guy, then we'll <laughs> rake him over the right. coals. But just to be able to kind of share the fun stories and things like that. Well, so with Al, Al Milan is with Pearly and I. Al, you have, uh, welcome to the show, and thanks so much for thank joining you. us. Yeah, thank you. Yep. You have thanks been not here. only, uh, you've caddied for me, and you've suffered through a lot of the uh, Delsing uh, adventures on the course, but you have been... <laughs> A friend, and not only have we 
gone to some wars together, tour schools and things like that. We've had dinner together. We've played cards together. And I consider you just a, such a good friend. I really appreciate you coming on. Me as well. And I appreciate you having me. So, Al, John and I started this show. And what we keep hearing from folks is to keep telling stories. We want to know, people want to know, and Al, you know, when I first met you, it was down in Atlanta, 1985, your first right. week with, with Peter. Who would have ever thought that anybody would have given a damn about what we were doing inside the ropes, Al? Because the tour was small, golf was more irrelevant than ever, and, you know, we were just playing because we absolutely loved it. And now everybody's well, saying, talk to us about what's happening inside the ropes. Exactly, and uh, it's it's amazing to me that, you know, Unless you had a top ten player in the world at, um, back in those days, this was a lifestyle. It wasn't a job, and uh, so and that's why I was doing it. It was a lifestyle. I wanted to travel and fart around and party, and so that's what I ended up doing. It was going to be for a year or two, and thirty four years later, I'm still doing it. <laughs> and now these guys are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, at least six figures if you have anyone that keeps their cart, you know, and uh, and they have. Uh, food and valet parking and dry cleaning and stuff caddies do like the players used to. You know, Al, um, it's, it it's about time, me. Al. It's the way because from, from, coming from a part-time mediocre caddy, I would say it's about time. Well, you had a mediocre <laughs> yeah. player, so you could have, never could have been a damn good caddy because you had a mediocre player. But Al, right. you know what's cool yeah. about this though is that you had so much to do with where they are now. I mean, I hope you can find some some joy in that. People come to me and go, man, you gotta be so pissed off. You know, you're, they'll look at my career and go, you're a rookie, you're on tour, you kept your card and made 47 grand. I'm like, I'm not pissed off at all. I mean, would it have been better to make a million? Uh, yeah. Let's see, quick math, yeah. 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 But I mean, right. Al, I can remember where, you know, you guys were traveling five and six in a van and sleeping yeah. on the floors. And, and, and that's how the party started. That's how the party yeah. started. And more, more importantly, uh, how it ended. I hate to interrupt really quick, but uh, that just flashed back to something that, uh, you know, yeah, we had five guys in a van and we'd sleep in a room. One year in Hartford, I actually slept with only three in a room and we played 30s for beds, which meant high man of the day slept on the floor. And Steve Page shot in the 60s every day, and I slept on the floor every night. <laughs> <laughs> only yeah. caddies. Only caddies. Yeah. Only, only a caddy in your, in your caddy hood would you be punished for having your guy yeah. make too yeah, many birdies. Makes sense. It makes sense to me because it's less work if the guy's making birdies. Right, Al? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Plus, Al, plus, Al gets to sleep in. The other guy's got to get up at the crack of dawn or maybe didn't even make the cut. <laughs> right. So, yeah, Al, one of, one of the things, so you're from Kelowna, beautiful B.C., yeah. Um, yeah. British Columbia, and how the hell did the PGA Tour even get on your your radar? Radar? Uh, well, um, in a nutshell, uh, someone that's worked for you, Brad Whittle, um, and I have been friends since uh, I was 13. We played junior golf together, caddied at a club together. Um, he, him and I were in college, and he we were going to, embark on a two-month vacation to Australia and with a couple other guys. Well, Brad and his brother were the only ones that got their money together, and Brad went to Australia, and at the time, I think he was 19, he was an assistant pro at our golf club we grew up at, and uh, some Australian golfers came in right before his trip and said, well, to subsidize your trip, we can get a job on the Australian tour. So he went down there and liked it so well, he sold his return ticket home, and went and worked the Asian tour and the European tour and was gone 10 months instead of two months and came home with all these stories to me on a trip that I was supposed to be on. And I was, like, so bummed and so jealous. And he managed to go back into school for about a year. And Wayne Grady from Australia, who he had met, got his card to play in America and called him up and said, come to American Caddy for me. And uh, I was, like got to you're going caddying again and so he laughed and four months later came home and said i'm buying a van and uh i'm gonna go wait a minute wait a minute down. brad whittle paid for that van yeah he did he, wow he money the caddy. <laughs> well, plus he's with he's with uh, o'grady who's a good player no 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 yeah. no not o'grady grady grady, grady. grady. Well, 
No. Not Vacco no. Brady. I know that. No. Wayne. Wayne. Wayne, Wayne he, won the P, he won the PGA no, with Whittle. He's a heck of a good player. Yeah. So he, yeah. yeah. His, uh, Whittle saw him. Look, we don't want anything from Mako Grady. We've already given back trouble. <laughs> I did not mean that. I knew you. it wasn't right. him. I got my name yeah. still yep. messed up. So, well, anyways, he came home and bought this van and said, now, you know, I was halfway through the degree. I dropped out. And won. Yeah, so dropped out uh, to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and uh, halfway through that year of that I was going to drop, stay working, um, Brad Whittle came back to get a brother married off and said, you've always wanted to travel. I'm buying a van, jump in my van, I'll get you a job in the States caddy. And so uh, I sold my $500 car and my $2,000 home stereo, emptied my bank account of my $500 I had in there, jumped in his van and drove from Kelowna, B.C. to Washington, D.C. That's awesome. That's That's awesome. awesome. You can't get there from there. That is unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, and showed up Monday morning in the parking lot in Congressional with $8 in my pocket. (laughs) In my... My buddy said, there's the players' parking lot. When they pull in, ask them if they need a job. So I did that for a couple hours and didn't get a job. And uh, he had put called some other caddies, put feelers out to try and find Al a job. He needs a job. He's got no money. And he's in my van. So uh, he, he needs the money, too. And uh, a guy named Bruce Berry was on the range talking to Steve Pater, rookie, and he needed a caddy. So Bruce came up to the parking lot and said, uh, go down to the range. Steve Pater needs a caddy. So I went down there and, and kind of told him who I was and uh, said, listen, you know, at that time, percentage money was not really an issue in my mind. <laughs> I, I need a salary check to get through this year to sleep four in a room and travel in a van and party. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted a job. So I said to this guy, I said, listen, I'll work for you for, for the rest of the year. For the rest of the year. Um, and he said, well, let's see how you do this week. Well, the week went on. We make a seven on a par five our last hole on Friday with Steve beating up every pine tree on the hole. <laughs> hey, Pater, hey, Al, Pater wasn't hot at that point, was he? Uh, he's still hot. <laughs> <laughs> For most of his career, he was an active volcano. Now he's a dormant volcano, but he's still a volcano. Yeah, yeah. Right on. So, yeah, so uh, I, I asked him, I said, what does this mean? He goes, well, I don't have a checkbook. Come back to my room. He wrote me a check for my salary, which I was happier than a pig, and you know what. And uh, uh, he said, listen, I'm not playing next week. The week after that, I promised, and after that, I'll meet you in Atlanta, and it's your job full-time. So wow. I said, perfect. Wow. So the next week, I worked for a Texan named Dave Davis at Westchester. Cuts like one or two over, and we shot 17 over. <laughs> but I got a salary check. I got a salary check. The week after that, my buddy Brad Whittle has never worked the U.S. Open, so he has a chance to work for Dennis Dendaddy Trixler in Detroit. Dennis, that was and, Dennis Dendaddy Trixler because your your phone cut out a little, right? Right, Dennis. Oh, yeah, Dendaddy. Wow, yeah. Trixler was a whole different ball game right there. Yes, for sure. And uh, so Brad says you're going to work for Wayne Grady at Chattanooga, and I'm going to go work the U.S. Open. I said, all right, three weeks in a row, I have a job. So. Wayne Grady finished fifth. I make $700, which was huge to me. And Brad Whittle goes to Detroit, smashes the van up, misses the cut. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's week four, and I'm in Steve Cade in Atlanta, and this 23-year-old rookie loses in a playoff that he should have won. I mean, Al, I remember, I remember meeting you in the practice round. Peter and I remember we played a practice round every single Tuesday. It's somewhere yeah. between 8.30 and 9.00 every single yeah. Tuesday. And I remember how I remember your exuberance. I remember your your young face. I remember how excited you were. Of course, was it in Atlanta? Yeah. It was Atlanta Country Club. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Atlanta Country Club, and um, yeah, and Pater had a. You got to tell the story about Pater and the chili before the Sunday's uh, round. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Saturday's round. Or Saturday's he's, round. Yeah, he's inside. Um, I think he's. In the last group, I'm pretty sure it was Who like 11. Who eats chili before they're going to go play golf <laughs> yeah. in, in Atlanta where it's 7 million degrees out, Al? He's, yeah, exactly. I know. And uh, so he's eating chili at lunch before his round and spills this stuff all over him, and it's not good, and he's going to be on TV and stuff. So Gary McCord lends him his pants, which are five <laughs> inches too long and look like parachute pants or something. 
Well, McCord, you and know, he's got some McCord other vibe going. Just, and, McCord did yeah. it just for the effect. And, and, and Pater's more of a docker guy, wouldn't you say, yeah, Al? Yeah, right. Yes, yes, for sure. So he uh, rolled his cuffs up, and he went out and played in McCord's pants on Saturday. That is too funny. But I promise you, Jay, you know, you know Steve and his career and stuff like that, but um, I promise you that, you know, as the week went on, I got more nervous, especially like, you know, Caddy's saying, oh, you be on TV, and, and uh, oh, my God, I've got another life around here and all this. And I was like, you know, I didn't really care what they said, but I, was, I couldn't believe the animosity. But uh, so I got to tell you, Sunday's round, and I've been that way my whole career. On the range and the first tee, I'm nervous, and I settle into the round as it goes. And by four, five, six, I'm like I, I'm just doing my job, and I really I'm never nervous, even in the playoffs. But I watched this kid coming down the stretch, never miss a golf shot, and doing stuff, and I was like, this guy's made five cuts on the PGA Tour, and he's made five grand, and he's jeopardy of losing his card. In fact, he's not even close to making his card, and he's playing like this, and he basically had that tournament stolen from him. But it, he he played unbelievable. We got to take a short break. Please stay with us. That's going to wrap up the on the range on the range segment. Come back for the front nine. This is golf with Jay Delsing on one hundred and one ESPN. Doster Olam and Boyle LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate, finance and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. I want to thank Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing. There's 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. If you join out at Whitmore, you get privileges at the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are included in that membership. There's no food and beverage minimums and no assessments ever. They've got a great 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, three tennis courts, a year-round social calendar that is rocking out at Whitmore. There's kids' clubs, junior golf, junior tennis, swim team available for your children. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, a wonderful staff, and you've got to go to the golf shop and visit my friend, Bummer. He is an absolute treat. Don't forget about the golf leagues, their skin games, members' tournaments. Bummer and the staff out of Whitmore are continually running cool and fun golf events for you and your family. Visit their website at whitmoregolf.com. I want to welcome my newest sponsor to Golf with Jay Delsing. It's Golf Discount. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for its golf equipment since 1976. Golf Discount has been and still is locally owned. They employ the most experienced staff you'll find anywhere. There are two locations, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount fits your custom equipment to your swing using the -the state-of-the-art GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures that perfect fit that you're looking for. Go to Golf Discount for all your golfing needs. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here uh, to bring in the segment we like to call the front nine. We're going to go right back to this great interview with Al Milan. I hope you enjoy it. What I think is so awesome for you to relate to people is that, look, players can be nervous. Caddies can be nervous. And as a player... If you're nervous and you sense your caddy's nervous, cancel Christmas. It's over. It's no good. Right. It's you, you You. can't go back to your corner, so to speak, where right. you're trying to figure out what you're going to do and have your teammate go, 
I can't even well, read the numbers are, on my yardage book. You guys right. are talking. You guys are talking about nerves, but I always had the problem, Al, in my dreams the night before of losing Jay's golf bag. Did you ever have bad dreams yeah. before you caddy? No, no, I can't. No, I never. No, I never. It never personified itself like that. I uh, lucky. I, I was always, I was always fine with the situation every day, and as it built, especially with a chance to win the last few groups on Sunday, I would. Like, Jay's seeing me nervous hitting a shot at TPC number 17. Oh, yeah. Or, now, that's, and, real, and that's me, what real nerves look like, Al. Yeah. Me me sitting in the doctor's office for 20 minutes waiting for him to come in, that's, that to me is nervous. I would get nervous, but but I think Steve would attest to, even early in the round, if I had those nerves, the first, second, third, fourth hole, until I settled in, if he said, do you like six or seven, or do you like seven, I'll do it this way because there's yes-men caddies. You like seven? There's guys that would say under the gun, yes, right? Then you can't be wrong. The guy likes seven. You like seven? Yes, seven. I was always seven. You like seven, Al? Even under the gun on Sunday, second hole, I would say, no, I think it's five iron. Because I'm, I always felt I was a sounding board to him to speak my mind, and then we discuss, you know, why, why are we so far apart, or why are we only half a club out? You know, where's our target? You know what I mean? I'm yep. a sounding board. So, and Steve always respected me. He goes, I don't need a yes man. I want, I'd rather you be wrong than not speak your mind. Al, and, and, I, and I think that's crucial. So we have a, a, a Bones McKay on the week before yep. you. And one of the things I asked him, and I can't wait to hear your response either, what is and what does the caddy, what is the best thing that a good caddy can do for a tour player? And, you know, what does that sound like? What does that look like? And how do you do that? Okay. Um, uh, it, well, because I worked for someone for so long, you know, I, I've worked for a lot of players for an off week and stuff, but I've worked for one guy so long, so I've had the ability to learn him, and he's learned me. So my best thing I can do is pick a moment that I can say, hey, uh, this temper is no good, or like, you know what I mean? Psychology-wise, I mean, Day in and day out, I'm going to do the same job with my yardages and my club pulling. But if you have the ability, a player allows you to work for him for more than a couple years, and you develop that relationship. When your caddy says something that's a little shocking to you under a certain situation, he's going to be more inclined, not even more, he's going to be inclined to listen to it other than like some guy working for you for three weeks and you say something that is like to do with your temper or the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, Al, that's exactly. Bone said the biggest thing that a caddy can do is to not be afraid to disagree. Right. No. Otherwise, if I, I've always said, because I think I had a veteran in my first year say it, and it stuck, and that is, if you don't put your head on the chopping block, you are not caddying. Nice. It's interesting, Al, because a lot of a lot of folks think that a caddy's just a a guy that walks along with the bag, you know, and he's he's just kind of you know having conversation and oh yeah. look, there's birds in the trees. I mean, Al, talk about how intense your your weeks are. First, from a physical standpoint, you're doing a hell of a lot of walking. But yeah. I can remember even the weeks where you weren't caddying for Pater or we weren't together in a practice round. You were out there doing the course ahead of time. You're checking old books. You're checking heads. Yeah. And what we mean by yeah. that, folks. Is we've got these yardage books, we've got all the heads in there, and you've got heads, numbers sprinkler, sprinkler heads. heads. Sorry, and you've got all of this information that you've had yep. out now that you're starting to work on tour and compiling this information, and you're double checking it to make sure, hey, they didn't dig this up while we were gone and and put this, right. you know, and move it, and and now it's three yep. yards off or something. Yep, I uh, I was always someone that uh, my deal. Um, I mean, I've even walked courses back in the day. Sometimes I walk. You made your own yardage books. Four guys. All I I remember one time uh, pacing a supermarket. They had one foot tiles, and I worked on a pace so that I, I I could walk 250 yards within a yard. And I would walk the golf course with three caddies, and you would do yardages and make your own book. I've done that, and uh, but now with lasers and everything. So the the thing that I do nowadays and have for a bunch of years because of um, GPS and lasers is that I. When I do practice rounds and programs, or if I've had the ability to be at the same tournament five, six, seven, eight years, is that I use the landing area where my boss is going to be 
And I know that from practice rounds of stuff from years past or just from that particular week if it's brand new. And when I use, I check two or three or four sprinklers in his zone, and I don't use anything but those sprinklers in the tournament because I won't take a chance that there's something else wrong if I haven't checked every sprinkler. And I make sure, like, the back of the yardage, um, the yardage from the back of a trap is accurate and the front of the trap is accurate because when you get offline, you can always use the traps. So that's how I've always done it. So you really, you really have a feel for the golf course. You've got as much feel for the golf course, if not more, in some in some manner than the player. Uh, I wouldn't say more, but as much. I wouldn't I mean, say I, more. Well, I'm a cat, <laughs> no, so I would say I would say I'm as just much. Not, not more. I, I I I would definitely say that every good professional caddy has a knowledge of the game as well as the pro, with the inability to play golf at that level. But the the knowledge of what balls do downwind into the wind. Um, you know, how shots, you know, uh, I mean, I mean, I think it, I mean, Steve Pate allowed me to grow as a professional caddy because I didn't know, and he was learning to play as a professional. So we grew together. But um, it, it took me a few years to figure out that, you know, this seven-iron yardage off this downhill lie in the front of the green is a yardage that an eight-iron hit off this downhill lie can fly on and the ball's going to move forward. You know what I mean? That an eight-iron off a downhill lie is like a seven-iron. So an uphill lies, that hard eight iron is just going straight up in the air and it's coming to play short. So little nuances like that took me, I mean, I, I think without a doubt, the first three years I, I was on tour, I never, never stopped learning. So and, uh, Al, I, I, I'm looking, and and I think it's I can I can attest to how you grew as a caddy, and and um, yeah, it was really fun, and you and I our, our personalities really mix well, and I always enjoyed when you caddied yeah. for me. I did too. When you guys, so you won your first event in '87, the Southwest Classic down in Abilene, yeah. just a just a wind tunnel down there. I mean, just a, yeah. Um, right. But what I want to talk about next. In 1988 was a was a uh, a great year. You won two tournaments, a, a T for T three at the uh, Country Club up in Brookline, and just great stuff. But I want to fast forward to '91 in the Ryder Cup. Yes. Okay. Hey Jay, wait a second. Do you mind? We should have talked a little bit. Just give, or maybe Al can, a real brief. Steve Pate was a stud. One heck, of a, a player, absolute world stud. class Ryder Cup, etc. Give us just a little bit, either one of you, I don't care which one, just a quick 10-second, 20-second summary of what this guy accomplished. You want to do it, Al? Uh, you know it off the top of your you head? You I don't mean, have to be exact, Al. Again, this is the J. Delcy Golf with J. Delcy. Nothing's Del- exact over close. here. What, what he accomplished, I mean, uh, he had one heck of a career. Uh, half a dozen wins, multiple team wins, and two Ryder Cups. Um, he had chances to win multiple majors especially the Masters, that was the one that he could have and should have won. Um, but, uh, I mean, career money aside, I don't know what it would translate into nowadays money, but he... You can't uh, almost without, can't even go about, there. Without talking, about the, right, without talking about the money, he had a heck of a career. That's, that's all I can say. I don't right. know what else to say. But if you've been on two Ryder Cup teams, you are a stud. Wait a minute. So just so well, everybody knows, I mean, the top, this was back then, the top 10 players over a two-year period on a list that, that compiles points for your finishes get on the team, yep. automatically yep. on the team. And yep. and and, um, and Pater made two of those teams. Yeah, so yeah. for, for right. four or five years, he was, and many more years than that, he was absolute top yep. world class. You can well, call and me. on top of that, I want to say that he had six wins and he was 0-6 in playoffs. So, wow. I mean, wow. that's how close wow. he had the unbelievable career. And, you know, he finished top three in multiple majors. So, I mean, and and the two Ryder Cup teams, there was one um, in the mid-'90s. No, before he made his first one, so it must have been 89. He was, like, well on the team in May, and he put so much pressure on himself to make the team. He did not have a top ten between May and August. And after August, all of a sudden, he had three or four top tens by the end of the year. He, that's, that's how much it had meant to him. Yeah. And we talked about, like, hey, uh, you just got to play golf, and the Ryder Cup will take care of itself, and he made the next team. Right. Right. Yeah. That's going to wrap up the front nine. Don't go away. We have more of the Al Milan interview, more fun stories. Um, we've got to take a pause and uh, listen to some folks that uh, help support the show here. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. 
quick note. We just got a call from our friend Joe Sheezer at USA Mortgage. He said the rates are still below 4%, and if you mention Golf with Jay Delsing, he'll give you a discount on your closing costs. Please call him today at 314-628-2015. Are you looking for a golf training facility and PGA pros to help you out year-round? Make sure you get to Golf Tech. They've been in St. Louis since 2007 and have three convenient locations to serve you. They've got state-of-the-art video equipment, and you can take your lesson home with you and replay it as much as you'd like. Start with a golf swing evaluation for only $125 and let a Golf Tech coach customize a game plan for you. 314-721-GOLF. You can find them online as well, golftechcom St. Louis. Play better. Swing better. Golf Tech. Do you folks know about a family-owned and operated jewelry business that's been in the St. Louis area since 1946? If you haven't heard the name Sutley before, well, you have now. They are the premier Hearts on Fire dealer in the metropolitan region and have been for more than 21 years. What's a Hearts on Fire diamond, you ask? It is the world's most perfectly cut diamond. The Sutleys are knowledgeable and passionate about your jewelry needs and are open six days a week. They will treat you like family and want to understand your wishes and desires. Their business thrives on developing personal relationships with you. Sully's also strive to stay on top of the latest trends in fashion with amazing selection of designer jewelry from famous designers like Lagos, Zengani, Simon G., just to name a few. It's all done at Sutley's. Sully's is on the cutting edge of the diamond business, featuring the lab-grown diamonds that can cost 30 to 40% less than a mined diamond. Whether it's a hearts on fire, designer or custom jewelry, or even the new and innovative lab-grown diamonds, let Sutley Jewelers take care of all your jewelry needs. I have known this family for 45 years. Go in and see Gary. Ask for Gus. Ask for Laura. It's a family business, and they are terrific people. They're located in the Lamp and Lantern Village on Clayton Road, just west of Highway 141 in Town & Country. You can also visit them at saettele.com. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I've got my favorite caddy buddy, John, here with me, and we are headed to the back nine. But before we do it, we got to talk about Whitmore Country Club. They, they're the uh, sponsor, uh, the main sponsor of our show, and... Uh, just a great place. They have 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. Um, if you join at Whitmore, you get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And the cart fees are already included in that membership. So that means you're not going to get any extra charges for your cart fees. There's no food and beverage minimums. There's no assessments. They've got a 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, three tennis courts, the year-round social calendar. The holiday parties are legendary. There's picnics and date nights. Live music. The kids' club is really becoming popular around Town Pearl. You can drop your kids off. They can hang out with other kids. They can go swimming. They can play golf. You can go have a drink with your wife, your girlfriend. You can um, wife and girlfriend, or one yeah. at a time. Um, like I said, um, this is a family-friendly atmosphere. Uh, they got a wonderful staff, and you got to visit our buddy Bummer. Way to go, Pearl! You got to visit our buddy Bummer in the golf shop. He will help you get your golf game in great shape. Uh, he'll run some golf leagues, some skins games, some member tournaments, and couples events. So, I got a question for you before you finish the uh, the ad for them. What time would we have to tee off in the morning to play all ninety holes uh, that Whitmore has to offer? Oh man, with a card, you could do yeah. it. You could. You probably need to do it on a Monday. You know, early, probably by seven. Daylight savings time. We oh. can handle it. And if Whitmore is still talking to us, you can call them at six three six nine two six nine six two two. All right, let's jump back to the interview with Al Milan. So, Al, one of the things that I think is so cool, so Peter was a, um, besides a character, Steve yeah. Pate's a great guy. He is yeah. a fun a guy. guy. He is, guy. I, I got to tell the story. I got to yeah. tell the story because you guys are at the Dick's, um, cla- is it the Dick's Championship? Sporting Goods. Dick's Sporting Goods, Dick yeah. Sporting Sporting Goods, Goods Championship. Yeah. Yep. And, Open, yep. And um, Endicott, New York, one of my favorite stops on tour. I think I still have the course record over there. That's why I'm bringing it up yep. so I can kind of <laughs> shake myself well, a little bit here. shoot, Jay? I can't remember, 62. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, here, Peter, we're, we're meeting for um, 
uh, I don't know, sandwich or something. He goes, hey, Jay, and, and Al, tell me this doesn't sound just like your boss. He'd go, hey, Jay, you're going to like this. Or you're gonna you think this is funny, and I'm like, what, what's yep. up, Peter? And he'll go, oh, you know, I, I uh, finished my round, my morning round yesterday. I hit some balls. I, I got a little workout in, or maybe not. And uh, yeah. and then I had a little lunch, and I headed back to um, the family that I'm staying with. You know, so I get in the house, open the door, go in the fridge, grab a beer, take my <laughs> shoes off, and I sit down on the couch. And I turn the TV on, and all of a sudden, this guy who I don't even recognize from the back room comes in and goes, "Can I help you?" Can I help? And Steve's <laughs> like, "You're not George." And, and he goes, George lives next door. Peter has gone into a home. He has no idea who it is. He doesn't yeah. recognize that this is not the place he's been staying at for the last week. Yeah. And goes in, helps himself yeah. to a beer, takes his shoes off. And it's like, oh, sorry. That is, that is a true story. Yes. Yeah. That is a true story. That is, is actually uh, the guy that he, wasn't George. The guy he stayed with is Larry. Happens to be the uncle of my ex fiance, which is the house that I'm in right now. And that's, that's <laughs> of course that's it is. I never. That's right. Al, your man could stay privately everywhere. He, oh. And yeah. I would much rather sleep in my car than do that. You know, I just can't yeah. get my hands on that. Anyway, that's for a yeah. different show, too. Al, so t- let's talk about the Ryder Cup in 91 first, because sure. that's the first team yeah. that Painter made. Your first yeah. experience with Where the Ryder it? Cup. Where was it? It was in um, Island. it was Kiwa, and wow. Peter got hurt wow. in the car accident, the limo that. accident. Right. Just yeah. ridiculous! You can't make this stuff up. But Al, tell us a little bit. Take us inside the room and stuff like that. Who okay. was the driving force amongst well, those personalities? Because man, you're talking about massive egos. Who, give us the names. Who was on we're the talking team? about? Calcavecchia uh, was in there. No. And, uh, in the, in the rooms itself, see, the caddies aren't allowed in the planning meeting, so I couldn't tell you about that. But as far as, you know, they always talk about Europe and team camaraderie, and they all hang out together as they travel, and they have drinks and dinner together every night, and they're all buddies. And, and Americans, you know, they try and put this team together and sort of form bonds just for that week. And, and um, I, I never, on the two teams I was on, I never saw that. These guys, it meant everything to them. They came together. But I will tell you one thing about 91, um, although although awesome, 99 was my favorite just because of the environment and my captain. But uh, 91, Steve Pate would have been a household name after Kiowa. Dave Stockton, the captain, was going to use him every match because there, I, I, I don't – He was playing better than everybody else, nope. Al. He was playing anyone, so well. Anybody in the world – in the practice rounds, guys are shooting 76 and 7 because it's blowing and it's a hard, hard golf course. And he was shooting in the 60s. Stockton was going to use him every match. He would have become a household name that week. And uh, it didn't materialize because of the limo wreck. But, um, uh, you know, that happens, I guess. You know, it was a bummer. But, uh, yeah, it, it would have. The other bummer, Jay, is that. Uh, he said, if I have one person to draw this week in singles, it's Seve. I want to play Seve on Sunday, and I want to beat him. And we drew him, but he couldn't play. Oh, my gosh. That's just oh, sickening to me. That's sickening brutal. to me. That's brutal. I can remember, Al, this is nothing like your story, but I can remember the Seve stories and, and just how, what a game. So so Seve was this gamesmanship sort of guy, folks. He would cough in sure. your backswing. He would yeah. step in your line. All these things that we just didn't and do. And deny everything. And it, just like act surprised and all this stuff. Yeah. And I can remember drawing Seve at the Westchester Classic and playing with him the first two days. And I got to tell you, for me, it was like, I just want to kick this guy's ass. I want to... I mean, he didn't even know who I was, I'm sure. Yeah. But I was like, dude, you yeah. have, you know, you have put this on a lot of my friends and a lot of golf. And I, I just, yeah. and I can remember how we, of course, this is, you know, I'm, it's a, it's a battle of one. I've got, <laughs> it's like me and nobody even knows, you know, what I'm thinking and stuff. But I can right. remember just, I, I just, I drove him on every hole I, and, 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 and just stuffed irons in there, and, and I played really well. And he was, and I just. Well, you know what, Jay? I know you were never short in your day, but it's not hard to outdrive Seve at Westchester because if you did anywhere down the middle, your ball rolls quite a ways, and he's in the rough in the left or right trees. <laughs> he was mostly in the left trees, wasn't he? Left yeah, trees. yeah, yeah, man, you're you're so you're so right. I mean, you're yeah. you're so right. But um, yeah. 
What, uh, was, that, what was the next Ryder Cup? The so season? the next Ryder Cup, Al, you were talking about, wasn't it 99? 99, Brookline. Ben Crenshaw, captain. Unbelievable. Ugliest shirts ever in the history of the game? You know what? If they didn't pan out well on TV, in, like in live, up close, I thought they were awesome. Okay. But for whatever... For whatever reason, yeah, they didn't uh, materialize. It, you know, didn't turn out too good on TV. This for, is what Ben Crenshaw says. Just so, he's, just so he says before the final round, I've got a feeling. Yeah, he looked right in the camera and said, "We were getting our asses handed to us." How many points yep. were we down on that? Like five, four, 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 four down, four down, four down, and and we are his, ever. Yep, and since been done again, but at the time it was the largest comeback in history. Yep. I was there working for NBC, for the record. I did not caddy that week, yeah. but I did get to watch these guys play, and it was absolutely spectacular. And you talking about a sporting event where people were just going absolutely it, banana crackers, it was unbelievable. It was a football stadium on a golf course. It yep. was the most – Sunday was one of my – well, both – all the great things I've done and some money I've made and stuff like that have been great, but both those, both the Ryder Cups in, in my career, if you can call it my caddy in a career, but um, – Hell yeah, hell yeah, it was a career, Al. And I would ask you, you got any of that money left? (laughs) No. Oh, good. (laughs) Got it, baby. I got a a restaurant. My wife said, make sure to plug me in China Cafe in Barberton, Ohio. (laughs) Yeah, we got to get a plug in for that. I know that that means a lot to you. And Susan's been by your side for for all these years, and and hats off to that. I think it's an awesome career. I think it's it's special. It's special the way that it started. I think it's so cool that you got with him. You've been a big part of of history with, uh, with Steve be able to be in the Ryder Cups. I don't know, Jay, yeah. you've kind of asked the question a little bit, but but Al, how would you explain why the Ryder Cup is so special? Well, first of all, once in a blue moon, back in the day, we had the mixed team. We had the Chrysler, you know, Jay Delson used to be a Steve Pate's partner there. We played, you know. I was apologizing, Al. I spent a lot of time <laughs> apologizing to my amateur partners <laughs> for my partner. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh my God. So there, there's been some team events, but not. There's never a huge. You know, there's been two man team events that I've worked around the world, and uh, but there's never been a multiplayer team event representing your country. And I'm Canadian, but I promise you, um, I'm American. When I'm well, I've lived here since 1985, and um, um, I still hold a Canadian passport. But I'm American, so. Uh, but I promise you that that week, being part of a team that meant so much more collectively than golf, you know what I mean? It was about your country. It's about all this other stuff. And uh, uh, just uh, it's all players that I've, you know, both teams, all players that I've known on tour, talked to on tour, maybe had drinks, a couple beers with on tour or dinner. Some guys I never saw socially. But that week, Caddies and players that collectively became a team with a captain. And uh, Ben Crenshaw to this day, when I see him, I call him captain, my captain. But both Ryder Cups are special, but I promise you, 99 to me is it's the feather in my cap for all the different. I mean, I don't know how many terms I've worked, 800, but uh, 99 Ryder Cup and 91 Ryder Cup are, even though it wasn't about money. They were the most special to me and still are. You know what, Al? And so let's just as a cool segue, and I talked to uh, Bones about this. I want to get your yeah. take on this, too, because sure. you had something. Bones always had something special with Phil, you could tell. I yeah. knew, you know, folks, Steve's not a household name, like you said. Damn good player. Just a great golfer. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, completely underrated and under the radar because Peter's got such a low-key disposition. Yeah. But you guys had... A team mentality back before we did that. I said to, to Bones, he had yeah. the same thing, but you preceded Bones by by several years, and now we're starting to see this where guys are talking about their teams, and I feel yeah. like you you had that. Does that ring true to you? Does that make any sense? It, it does. I I uh, I would go to war for Steve, um, as a caddy. I would I, if I thought a fan was being unruly or a picture was being taken at the wrong time. I would do anything. And he he knew all he had to do was like, oh, Al. He, he, my job was to be the bad guy, but he didn't. He normally didn't have to ask me because I would do anything for Steve Pate. And on top of that, I always felt he's my boss first, but I felt that after that we were friends. I mean, I watched his daughters grow up. 
watched them since they were born, and you know, one's married now, and wow. um, I, uh, I just, you know, here it is, 2019, and I went to work my first bag May of '85. And uh, this guy's upstairs right now. He's in the same house with me, and I'm chatting on this. I know, I know, I know, Al. It's just, it's just so fantastic. It, it yeah. just, it also speaks to the sort of. For, we've we've talked a lot about, you know, golf here, but what I'm going to talk about now is the sort of human being that you are. You hear in your voice how much you care you're talking about yeah. his children nicole and sarah yeah. you know sherry you know yeah. you know yeah. you how many times did you get sent to go pick them up at the airport so he could hit a few balls how many times did yeah. you you know that's sort of the stuff that is Teams. way Teams. out it's ex- yeah. that's what i'm going at here that's yeah. it's way outside the normal lines especially back when we played out right you yeah know? yeah no it, it it was and but at the same time you know He's always been there for me too. So, but I mean, but the I, I can't stress this enough. I think the only reason we stayed together this long, even though I love the guy off the golf course. Like once I leave that golf course, he's just a man. He's not my boss anymore, and I'll go tell him to do whatever. And um, I think you're out of line, or you know. Uh, but off the course, it's mono a mono. We're friends, and then friends behave certain ways, and you know how that goes. But First and foremost, the friendship only comes after he's my boss first. And I think that's the only reason we've lasted this long. Is some, you know, some guys bring out their college roommate, great friends. They've known each other since they were 12, and it lasts six months. Because the guys think, you know, they don't separate a boss and friendship. It's also different, Al. Yeah, of course. And it's also different when you're under the gun. You know, this sort of pressure that you're under trying to play professional golf and pull these things off to either make cuts or to win win championships is not easy in it no. you know i mean i've said things to pearly i'm like look dude i'm sorry i and he's he not even phased by it and i and i know you know you've had that happen to you too where sometimes you kind of go but it speaks to both your character i yeah. mean that's a big yeah. deal yeah 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 hey al man yeah. we could talk to you for yeah. do like 15 shows this <laughs> is just fantastic i i had like seven other things that i wanted to cover we didn't cover them but it's uh yeah. it's just terrific and i so appreciate you you are the yeah. same person today that you were when i met you and you well, still have that same joy of life that same energy and i love that about you and i so appreciate that you you came on the show take your time off and i hope that you guys go out. I don't want you to break 62, but I hope you shoot a bunch of 63s, yeah. Al. Okay. Hey, Jay, right back at you. I uh, am purely, uh, you guys, I've known you guys for a long time. It was a pleasure to have to come on the show and to be invited. And uh, I uh, I have some fond memories of working for you, Jay, and fonder memories of you being my friend, and that will always continue. Right on, buddy. Thanks so much. You got it. Wow, that was a great interview with Al Milan. That's going to wrap up the back nine. Stay with us, though. John and I are going to talk a little bit about that interview. We're also going to talk about the um, the Tour Championship and what's going on this week on Tour. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for all of its golf equipment needs since 1976. There are two locations in town, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount is and always will be locally owned. They employ the most experienced golf staff you'll find anywhere in town. And if you're looking to get yourself some custom fit equipment, go to Golf Discount. They use the GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures you will always get the perfect fit you're looking for. Visit Golf Discount today. It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Mike Duffy's Pub and Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. 
Thanks for staying with us. We just finished 18 holes, and we are headed to our favorite part of the day, the 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm here with my buddy John Perlis. And, uh, Perley, first of all, we got to shout out Mike Duffy's official 19th hole sponsor. We had a great event uh, just uh, a couple days ago. Absolutely. Glad we did it. Now, there's a promo. Folks, anybody that goes to Mike Duffy's and mentions my name, usually that'll get you run right out of the restaurant. (laughs) If you're at Mike Duffy's, It'll get you a free order of toasted raviolis. I like that. Mention the show. Go perfect with uh, a, a beer and a yeah. burger. Tell him how much you like Pearly and how he's got a face for radio. You don't get anything for that. No, though. you get nothing and <laughs> like it. No, so um, good stuff. How about that interview with Al Milan? First of all, Al's such a good guy. Yep. We've known him so, for so long. I know you're way closer, but I've gotten to know him a long time. The fact that he's a Canadian makes sense in a lot of his stories. Kind of <laughs> love that whole part of Al. Exactly. And he is a special guy if for no other reason that he caddy for our good buddy, Steve Pate for all of these years. The human volcano. So let me tell you, so we meet. I meet Al in the practice round at Atlanta, and so we play together, and I see him. He's always got a ball cap on, you know. And the, the next week, this guy comes up to me, young face, and, and I kind of recognize him, kind of don't, no hat on, bald as a cue ball. And I'm like, I don't know you. Al. I don't Al. know you. He goes, Jay, it's Al Milana, Kenny for Steve. Now I'm like, you're bald? <laughs> he goes, That's a good yeah, way pretty, to start your friendship. Yeah, pretty much. No, it, it was uh, uh, fantastic. And um, just those stories. I love the story about Pater, you know, going to the wrong house at the BC Open. But that's and, classic. You know, uh, only only our man Pater. And, and, some- and as we wouldn't do anyway, but Steve Pate has so many fun stories from the college days. We'll get into more and more of that. that can oh, be he'll be on the show. We'll have to have yeah. him on the show. And it'll just be one hour of paidisms, and we'll talk about college. We may need to make four or five shows. We, we could. Maybe we should We could get those. run off the yeah, air, we too. Should, we should yeah. air those, like, yeah. on our— uh, Yeah, Howard Stern, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Howard Stern Radio. All right, Pearl, let's talk about um, the Tour Championship. East Lake, ball hitters venue, great golf course. Um, and this new format. That's how, what I was going to ask dig, you. Are you digging this new format? I was going to ask you— are you up on it enough to explain it to the listeners here? I'm up on it enough as anybody can okay. be. I mean, it's give, our first give, year. Give let's do this first. Okay. Justin Thomas just shot 25 under par at Medina, number three. Unbelievable. What? Unbelievable. It's like, Pearl, it's like standing up in Bush Stadium and hit a, a home run that goes into the Mississippi River. It's hitting the ball that far. I can't even, I can't even grasp that at all. It's absolutely spectacular play. We played it a long time ago. They had Ryder Cup there. They've had great events there, all that, all that stuff. And he just blew it away. But there's a guy that has some real pent up. I want to get going again. He got hurt. He was kind of right. off the uh, top of the leaderboard for a right. little bit there. You could see his frustration because he wasn't scoring. Right. Boy, did he break out in a big way, oh, big way. And Patrick Cantlay. I mean, how you you, you give Patrick Cantlay twenty two under par at the beginning of the week, and you're going to get. You're going to get ticked by three? Yeah. Come on. But there's another guy, Cantley. Talk Stud. about playing solid. Stud. Talk about just playing. And yep. there's a guy that was out for a couple of years. That's right. Injuries, issues, different things going on. Oh, the life issue, the life experience he had down in Long Beach is just ridiculous. We'll talk about that next week because we're going to we're going to dive into the President's Cup. And he is right in the middle. He's, he's on the uh, President's Cup team. But this uh, tour championship, so the way that it goes is the number one a person on the FedEx Cup list after last week at Medina starts the tournament minus 10, 10 under par. Starting the tournament minus 10. And then it just graduates down from there. Patrick Cantlay was second. He started at minus 8. Brooks Kepka was third. He started at minus 6. And then it went down until um, basically uh, they started graduating it a little more. But, I mean, Pearl, more than half the field – about two thirds of the field is it starts at uh, two under, one under, or even par. So they're already eight back. Well, you know I get a kick out of this because when they change the ball, when they change the game on the tour guys, I tease you about it all the time. These guys don't like they don't like change in general. What do you think about this? And and then we should talk a little bit about what Rory thought about this because he was he was pretty he was animated, strong. animate, whatever. Yeah, you know what? First, there's a couple things I think about. Shut up. You're playing for 15 mil. Come on. Yeah. Just shut up and play. Yeah. And and go kiss somebody from FedEx or shake their hand or say, look, if you want me to 
play barefoot. I'm going to do it. You know, that's my, my first thought. I, I, I get it. It's unusual. But I think it's a fine line, Pearl, for us to honor our traditions, but let's have some fun. Let's mix this up a little bit. You know, we see it all the time when we go to, to country clubs and things like that where it's like, are you having fun? I mean, you know, people want to listen to music while they play golf. There's just things that we need to get over. And I feel like, look, this is what the sponsor wants. This is what the tour deems we're doing. Do it. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Otherwise, you know? otherwise every week's kind of the same. I don't remember quite how it started in uh, in Colorado when you guys played there yep. and they had that kind of funky system. And then through the it was years. a Stableford system, but it just it, it 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 what it did is they they had each day was like its own little tournament, and, and the players just revolted, and it's too bad. Yeah, it was too bad because otherwise it keeps going over time back to a regular tour event. I think the idea was let's try something different, let's stick with it for a while. Yeah. And guess what? If you don't like it, don't, don't play. play for the fifteen million. Right. Go do something else that week. Count your money and, and while yeah. you're staying home. Let me ask you this: so, um, if you play all this year long for this playoff system and these FedEx Cup points, and then you don't have some sort of graduated advantage for the people that lead that list. For What's the point of the rest of the year? Yeah, I know it's odd, but isn't part of the other thing, too? Normally there was like two tournaments within a tournament. You could win the, that tournament weekend, and then you could win the whole overall point thing. Now well, this same. is... It's, I thought this really wasn't a special, a separate win per oh se. Oh, no, there's more. There's, there's. well, I don't think it was ever a special win, but there's still still two competitions okay, going on there, here. I, so I there's mis- money. There, these guys are playing not only for FedEx Cup money. That's bonus. They're yeah. still playing for a boatload because Coca-Cola and the Southern Company are the mm-hmm. titles this week. Right. So they're playing for $12 bucks. 30 guys. Yeah. Last place money, Pearl, take a wager. And, folks, I know I won't get this exactly right, but I'm going to be close. Which is the only thing we Which promise. you never do. So we'll yeah. be semi-close. What's last, last place money? 850000 Oh, man. I watched. I was up all night watching Golf Channel last it's night. It's like three eighty-five or something like that oh, for 30 years. Apparently I fell asleep during that part. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, think about what we're talking about. Yeah. The 30th place, four hundred grand. Plus, how fun is it? Just about what I made my field. entire career. Yeah. A short field like that to where you're not waiting in line all the time. You're moving around, hopefully pretty good. That's another subject. Yep. If they play slow out there this weekend, they're going to get hung out there. They're going to get drowned in the, in the nearest lake. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt. So there's um, it's, it's just kind of a cool way for us to end the season. We've talked about this on so many shows. We'll probably talk about it for as long as people listen. But, you know, the wraparound season, it's just kind of odd. Yeah. All the stuff is just kind of odd. But they're doing this because they don't want uh, – Jay Monahan does not want to go up against the NFL and college football. And so they want the, the this to be meaningful. FedEx Cup is a massive, you know, partner sponsor and um I like it. It's a good bridge. Then we've got uh President's Cup coming up uh, absolutely. next and the next year we have Ryder Cup. So the, I, I I personally like this chunk the way they've done it. I think it's I think it's interesting relative to the tradition. I think it's fine. We are we have our majors. We have all that kind of stuff. This is something a little bit different. It mixes things up. And for me, the fun part is these guys are out of their element because it's not the same thing all the time. It messes with their heads a little bit. I like to see how they respond when they get their heads mess, messed just a little bit. And I think we're going to get to see the finality of that to uh, see how it comes Oh, together. yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So it, it's, it's on, and it's, uh, hey, look, just like you said, don't play. Yeah. Don't like it. Oh, I don't really like yeah. this format. Then just stay home. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, they because can have their comments that makes sense. But I hope the PGA sticks to their guns. Right. I mean, just because you're a really good golfer doesn't mean you should be the guy trying to organize all these. And you know, that's been the thing that we've had on tour all the time. If you win a tournament, all of a sudden you get really, really smart. Yeah. You know, and everybody wants to hear your opinion. And yikes! Yeah. Just no, yikes! You think everybody wants to hear your opinion? Oh, no. They don't really they, want to hear well, your right, opinion. Right. 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 So, um, so it'll be fun to see what happens. You know, Pearl, this show is. Ova. Nice. A great uh, interview with uh, Al Milan. Uh, the beginning we, of Caddy Tales, the beginning of another episode. Caddy Tales is something that you and I have kicked around, another idea along with the Whack and Chase that uh, we'll be back for sure. So, um, Pearly, thanks so much for being with me. Meet, thanks for, uh, I don't know how you do it, dude. Keeping it. You, I know you got a lasso around Pearly's neck right now. That <laughs> Nobody can see that. But thanks for uh, working uh, this for us and keeping the show together. 
And that's going to wrap up the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Hit them straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com, as well as at jdelsinggolf.com. Anticipation is building. The holidays are just around the corner, and at the Home Depot, we can't wait. With Black Friday savings all through November, you can count down to Christmas early with a Santa Countdown Inflatable Special Buy, only $69.98. Or anticipate when friends and family come to visit with an entrance full of LED lights that will welcome them and the holidays with open arms. Get the holiday magic started early. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music, and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.